0: episode 30 of Wellness Swim Radio. I'm Ashley and I'm Andrea and each week we bring you all the information you need to live an amazing life and I'm going to start you this week with a great quote and it says this, the woman who does not require validation from anyone is the most feared individual on the planet and that brings us into this week's episode which is all about you and it's uh, an episode dedicated to self-love and how we can enhance our love for ourselves because when we love ourselves fully and unconditionally, we give our best to those around us and uh, give our best to the world. Oh,
1: I completely agree. I love that quote. Um, And you know what? When it's all said and done, everything always comes back to self-love. There's always a component in every single um, health condition I see. There's always... um, when someone's not achieving what they want, when there's this, it all comes back on some level to self love. Mm. Because women today are so good at being themselves up, they're so good at putting themselves down. We've got 30,000, you know, obnoxious, uh, self deprecating thoughts every single day. Um, what the hell is all that about? And how do we change this as well without? Um, you know, feeling narcissistic or feeling like we're being completely selfish and not allowing time for our loved ones and all of those sorts of things.
0: So, how do we? How do we do this? That's, I think it's so incredible uh, when you meet a woman who is fully embraced in her own space, yeah. In the sense that she stands almost like glowing light. I mean, ladies listening, you you'll know these are They're the women who seem almost untouchable. That bad things happen and they carry on and it's not to say that they're martyrs because they're not they simply have learnt to own their own space they've learnt the power that is themselves they've learned how to take on criticism where appropriate and develop the strategies and tools they need to build that resilience that allows them to pass through good times and bad times but maintain their happy space. And that's the really big challenge is how do we get through the good stuff and the bad stuff and still maintain this happy space where we still love and respect ourselves for who we are and we don't give that away. We don't hand that power over to anybody else, which often happens either in our workspace, you know, our boss is controlling and they get the power in the relationship we have in that work environment or maybe our partner, our marriage. Maybe at some point we handed over way too much of ourselves. We said, yes, 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 far too often when really we wanted to say no, but we were hoping that we wouldn't disappoint or displease or we wanted approval or we wanted satisfaction. you were seeking um, respect or, or something from someone else to make us feel good and yet we've had it over that power somehow so I want you to think uh just kind of take this out for a
1: ride for a minute so what would your day look like if you woke up and you were your own cheerleader so you were your own best friend you treated yourself like that how your day would start with you know some really nice warm, almost fuzzy, peaceful space and it would progress to you know having that um, very self-assuredness posture throughout the day. you have such grace in those moments and that beauty really is transcendent. Um, and it's not a physical thing. it's almost an energetic
0: thing and you know those women when you come in contact with them and they're magnetic. And As you well. can be one of those women. And this is the thing, you know, I think that we all see someone else and this falls into the trap of the grass being greener. Mm-hmm. There's always someone out there who's got more than us and um, comparing yourself to others is a certain path to, to dissatisfaction and happiness because mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone who's more. There's always someone who's got more beauty, that you perceive beauty. Now, be cautious here because I don't know that we all agree on the same definition of beauty. Um, more money nicer house, nicer kids, um, more stuff, better body, less cellulite, you know, nicer hair color, man, longer eyelashes, damn it. Uh, Everyone is always going to have something that you want and you have to learn how to say, I don't need that stuff. I am perfect as I am. Yeah. yeah, and exactly. that's hard because if it was so simple, we'd all this would be a, a null and void episode. There'd be no point in having this discussion at all because I'd be walking around at all these beautiful self fulfilling women and be so inspired by the world. But unfortunately, our contact with our clients indicates that so many women, you know, and I've been there too. I have absolutely been there. But I've also worked really hard to overcome that phase or that experience to say, you know what, I've got the tools and I know how to do this. And I always know how to bring myself out of that space again and bring myself into a place where I feel, feel good and feel happy. And yet once upon a time, I didn't have those tools. And so I had to seek, well, probably people just like myself now, like people who could guide me through that, and the books and the resources and the online e-courses and things that would help me shift down that space and learn the tools and tricks. So today, ladies, it's about learning the tools and tricks that you can use for yourself to bring yourself into a greater state of self-love, self-respect and self-honor that you can look at yourself and say, I am worthy. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I love that because you are worthy, and I don't know where we got the idea that we're not, and where that happened. Um, but it's a reality. patriarchal society. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's a reality now, um, and it absolutely has to shift. So let's just ask a question quickly. Like, whenever I broach this idea of self love, especially with busy, um, overworked, overstressed, uh, let's say mums, because that is the hardest job on the planet, right? Um, You live for your kids, for your family, for your community. So you are completely exhausted. You have absolutely no time for yourself. Um, The idea of having a self-love ritual or a practice or taking time for yourself is considered selfish or narcissistic. And let me tell you that it is the absolute opposite. It is energy giving, which means you will then have more energy to give to and focus on the things that you love and that will really require that from you. Um, and to be that best version of yourself, it takes action and consistency and you absolutely deserve the best always and unapologetically as well. And that's uh it's as
0: simple as that. You always deserve the best. So you need to treat yourself like that too. So, how do you start by treating yourself like that? Because this is where we both have these rituals in our lives. So for me, it's very normal, it's just day-to-day. I don't actually think of it as something special or different. But when I talk to women who either don't do these things or um, i Have never heard or thought to do these things. I'm like, really? Doesn't everyone just do this? And apparently not. And I'll sort of we define them as what we call self love rituals. They're things that are just ingrained into your day mm-hmm. that is a moment for yourself to enjoy who you are and what you're doing. Now, it sounds really funny, but I can start from the very first thing in the morning as you lie in bed and the alarm clock goes off. It is waking with an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. And this is this idea that when you wake up, you train yourself to have the very first thought of the day to be one that is, thank you, whoever, whatever. I don't mind what your belief structure is, but thank you for the opportunity to get up today and to have an amazing day. Or thank you for allowing me another breath on this beautiful planet so I can get out there and do what. I'm God given chosen to do, you know, thank you for the opportunity to lie here beside my beautiful husband while he sleeps. Thank you for my children breathing quietly in the room beside me. Um, Thank you for them not waking up at four 30 this morning, whatever it is that you're grateful for. Start with your first thought of gratitude before you get into your mental checklist of boom boom, I got to do this, 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 and this, this. I haven't done this. I haven't done this. I, you know, before that wave of like nauseating panic and, uh, I guess, order comes into your life, um, just start with self love, space of gratitude, and focus that at your body as well. Yeah,
1: why because not? Because everybody has got those hangups. You know, when women are looking at themselves naked in the mirror, they will always zone in on those areas that they. know find flaws with so in this space before your self-deprecating brain really comes into the picture so in those first couple of minutes when you wake up give love to those areas because they don't get it at any other time of the day for the most part so be grateful for you know, your thighs, who cares if they're, you know, not perfect or they've got a little bit of cellulite, you know, what is it that they allow you to do? For me, it allows me to practice with the intensity that I do at work. You know, um, they're powerful, they're strong, they, you know, keep me moving, all of those sorts of things. Um, It might be women who have just given birth that are self-conscious about, um, you know, some stretch marks, but how beautiful is it that you're actually able to know your body carried and grew that baby and that is a mark of that Um, how amazing is that be grateful for those things and even if you don't feel it if you feel like you're just um, you know acting when you're saying these
0: things do it for long enough and you will actually really start to appreciate those parts of yourself yeah and people often will say fake it until you make it or honestly the more times you do something the more you start to believe in something so you think about that on the flip side the more times you tell yourself you're fat you're ugly you're unworthy Mm -hmm. so for all those times you've taught yourself to believe what you believe imagine how powerful it is to flip that round and say i am worthy i am beautiful i have a damn hot booty and i'm gonna use it like just because the flip everyone sort of sees it as a one way that you know it's oh it's it's being conceited or it's being egocentric or, or whatever but on the flip side who are you to tell yourself you're not worthy like it's it's the same thing just one is positive one is negative and you are the only one who gets to choose those thoughts so start with the way you think and that's a very 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 first thing on your self love rituals is your headspace when you wake up in the morning and then you can carry that
1: throughout the day so you know in wipe of marker right on your bathroom mirror i am worthy i am enough um you know i am beautiful whatever those things are that really resonate with you and when we're saying these things now if you're kind of irking away from the i am beautiful statement, that's exactly the one that you need and you need to be writing it over everything give yourself reminders all throughout the day that you are because all women are beautiful um what other what how ash what other self-love
0: rituals do you start your morning with i think certainly where let's go because usually we, we call them self-love rituals Usually the first time we take awareness to the need for them is when times get tough. Yeah. Isn't it? It's usually when things are going well, going great, you don't really become too conscious about this self-love concept. It's not until things get hard, tough, bad experiences, breakups, breakdowns, that we call upon the need and the resource to build ourselves up again because we know we're not where we deserve or want to be. Um, So I also find about... Again, it's all about mental reframing, but like asking the question, what's working for me right now? Yeah. Like, what in my life is really working for me? And identifying those key areas, because that can help you tune into things you can do more of in the areas that are already working for you to help displace, like to replace or displace the stuff that's just not working. Yeah. Um, Do more of what you're good at, do more of what you love. And I'm sure you've heard that before ad nauseum, you think, yeah, yeah please don't think yeah yeah please just stop for a moment say why am I thinking yeah yeah what am I resisting against Mm -hmm. what's holding me back with this thought because that thought process right now is undermining my trust in listening to these two ladies because what they know they haven't been where I've been whoa hold the horse on that little voice there and say hang on they know something I don't know right now so let's let's tune in and try and take something from this episode so that I've got at least one tool when I stop listening today that's going to move me forward in my life because i'm listening because i want to get better i'm listening because i want to be better and i assume every single listener every single week that listens to us wants something more out of their life and that's why they've tuned in so that's why this episode is just so important
1: yeah beautiful um i think one of the hardest things that women uh, actually really need to start doing is creating time for themselves
0: um, and creating that space to
1: do whatever the hell that they want.
0: Do you realize that's not universally possible? Because, you know, creating time would mean we'd have to make 27 hours in the day. Okay. That's how most women are thinking. They're like, so we've got to make time. Cool. So I don't actually need 27 hours in the day to get everything done. But you know what? We've all <laughs> have exactly the same uh, hours in the day
1: as, say, you know, Oprah or Mother Teresa or any of those women worked miracles within the same time frame that we have now. 24
0: hours a day, seven days a week for as long as you're given. And they've had the same number of hours a day that we have right now. So what made them different? And you know what? This could be just
1: 20 minutes. It could be 20 minutes a day where you say to your family, okay, this is my time now explain to them why you need that and the importance of
0: it and watch them. How, how do you explain that, though? Because that's, that's a big challenge, too. people like, I need me time. It, it's almost like I have to apologise for needing me time. Um, how do you tell your kids that... Mummy um, needs to go off to the gym now because it's not about making Mummy's body thin and, and, and you know it's what it's about. How do you tell your child that that needs to happen? Well, I think kids are very simplistic. If you say something to them like
1: um, this makes Mummy really happy then they that's as simple as that. Um, I know for my partner, it was I need this space to get right in my head. This is how I get right with me, and that's so encouraged. It's like awesome, great, you know, take all the time you need, kind of thing. Um, and especially <laughs> not in, too much time, <laughs> um, especially in the the jobs that you know we have. I need a lot of time to disconnect from the day to, you know, create that space that isn't as chaotic as what it is, say, in practice and to really uh, process everything that's happened throughout the day. It's it's pretty intense.
0: Yeah, anyone who works with people, if you're a healthcare practitioner, I mean, it could even be a childcare worker. Someone who works all day with children and has to come home and look after their own family. There's so many professions where you're giving so much energy and mental energy as well to the the workplace you're in that when you come home, it's really quite hard to switch on. Into mum, daughter, wife, sister, family mode, and give that to others. So, this is why you need that space. You need to make that time for yourself so you never resent someone else taking your time when you would yeah. want that time for yourself. And look, it can just be,
1: like I said, it can be 20 minutes where you go for a slow meditative walk where you are present in that moment. You're observing the trees and the grass and you're. know, consciously disconnecting from the day by being present in that moment. It might just be you take five minutes where you close the door, you sit down in your bed, you take some nice deep breaths, some slow parasympathetic breaths, calm down the mind. Um, It could be a bubble bath if you've got the the time to do that, Um, those sorts of things, but just create space for yourself every single day and make it a top priority. So this is a non-negotiable thing that happens every
0: single day. I have to t- share with you a little trick that um, I I really it made me smile and it was actually when we had to go to premarital counseling part of um, you know the religious purpose of our marriage was that we needed to have. Ticker box, really, but it was great because even all the things I know that I know, this reinforced some of those. And one of the examples that the counselor gave with these sessions was he explained how to remove negative or anger or, or energy before entering the house to be with your loved one so that you don't bring that into your marriage, you don't bring that into your home life, you don't come in and snap at your partner or have a moment, you know, with your kids. You actually, like, literally, as you walk out of your car and you're going towards your house, the tree, there's a tree, or there's something, there's an object, and you literally take that energy, wrap it onto an imaginary tag, and hang it on the tree, and you leave it at the front door, or yeah. you drop it in the shoes at the front door, so you don't take it through the door frame. And I thought that was really clever to take that like five second moment to just leave your stuff outside yeah. and enter with the space that is good for yourself. Because the thing is, if you enter with that good space, you're not then going to have to get into friction with people around you. How good is that for self-love? If you're not having negativity and anger and an argument. I mean, you feel bad about yourself. You feel downtrodden when stuff like that happens. You feel resentment or you feel angry you feel... These negative energies are the things that bring us down. So, ladies, this is how we get out of negative energies. We'll leave our stuff outside Mm -hmm. um, and we we make ourselves sacred spaces within our home as well. And it could be one room in the house that's your space. It could be the bathroom with the door locked and the bathtub filled. I don't mind what it is, but a self-ritual, love ritual could be just that, you know, a bath once a week. Friday nights, you put some candles on you chill out, you spend 20 minutes in the bathtub, no one's allowed to knock on the door, no one's allowed to come in, no one's allowed to join you in the bath, it's your space. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And I'm trying to think of, you know, say those incredibly resilient single mothers right now who maybe have kids, they don't have the luxury of closing doors or Mm, um, different scenarios. Can you enroll your kids in these rituals that you love? So if you need to go for a slow meditative walk, can they be part of that? And can they help you to honor that space and that time? Um, if you're having you know, a bubble bath, can you enroll them in, say, part of that process? Can they help you run the bath? Can they, you know, all of those sorts of things just to enable you to actually do this because you have to create that time and that space to help you to be the best version of yourself.
0: Sure. Um, that's I mean that's a fantastic foundation right there. Get your mind right and add in some of those little things that will help you love yourself. We should just stop the episode. That's much, <laughs> that's that's it. And no. It's a, not, lot, it's
1: a lot easier okay said anymore. than done. Um mm-hmm. one thing that I find really interesting is that women can't take compliments. True. And True, we, it's can't, very hard. we can't give ourselves compliments and we can't we can very easily give them to others but we can't receive them. Um, Whereas guys are so good at it. You know, they can give themselves high fives and they slap each other on the back. They're like, yeah, great, thanks. Um, When say you're complimenting a girlfriend on something wonderful that she's done or how she supported you, whatever it is, make sure she hears it and she owns it and make eye contact with her when you do that and if she, you know, you might say, oh, you look beautiful today and then they just brush it off and they might say something, oh, like, you know, my hair's a mess, whatever it is, say no, I want you to hear this and wait for them to accept it and to take that and ladies, when someone's giving you a compliment, you don't have to agree with them, you don't have to, you know, but you're thanking them for their acknowledgement, so, you know, take the moment to do that. it was, Ash, what you were saying before about that, how we compare ourselves to others so constantly. And I still love that quote, that, that Shakespeare quote, that comparisons are odious, which means they stink. It's absolutely true. Um, ladies, if this is something that you really, really struggle with, there's a really great exercise uh, by Dr. Di Martini, and it's called a quantum collapse process. And it takes a while, but it is so powerful. And essentially, it helps you to remove either negative or positive charges from certain circumstances. So, say there is a woman that you are idolizing because you know maybe it's someone you see on Instagram that it, every everything seems like it's just perfect and roses. So, it might be the hair that you love, or the lifestyle, or maybe she seems really gracious, or she's really positive. And I want you to write down. Every single one of those traits that you admire about her Down to its absolute minutia, you know, it might be down to the the freckles on her hair or whatever it is Like every single little trait that you can possibly think of you want to write down in one column and then you want to acknowledge each of those things individually and Think of as many people as you possibly can or as many scenarios as you possibly can where people have seen those qualities in you so it might be that she is, you know, really resilient. So who in your life sees you as resilient? Um, think of some scenarios where you've been really resilient or really powerful in certain moments, or you've, um, you know, supported others or held the space for other people in those moments. Um, it might be, you know, you, you really idolise her hair. Who has complimented you on your hair? Who acknowledges, you know, those sorts of things? And once you finish the quantum collapse process, all of a sudden you have a piece of paper where there's complete equity between the two so this person that
0: you idolize and you are now exactly the same and that's very it's very challenging to do because you think that we all have a tendency to put people on a pedestal yeah to elevate them to look up to them and it's important to have idols and people you look up to because they often are the ones that drive you into possibly better characteristics or you know improving the way you do things because you have a desire to be more like that person but just be mindful of who are you trying to be more like them or you yeah because
1: when it all comes down to it we're all exactly the same you're either just
0: not owning or not acknowledging those parts of yourself and we all him. have good and good and bad traits when you look at someone else and think they're selfish and jealous and horrible guess what we also have that trait within us mm-hmm. and uh, we also have the capacity to have jealousy. I also have the capacity to, to be narcissistic, but we all have them in different ratios at different percentages on the flip side. You look at someone who is, you know, you see them as selfless and giving and kind and generous. You too have that capacity. Exactly. And you can do that quantum collapse process. In reverse, if there's someone who
1: really irks you, um, use those traits you know, maybe you see them as selfish, narcissistic, irritating. And then who in your life or in what times have you displayed those same traits? And you'll realize that, again, everybody is
0: exactly equal. And that's an important one too because negative people, you hold on to that negative energy, they take your power because you put too much energy into that person, that person who did all these things or who was all these things or who took all these things from you. And yet you're giving them over a lot of yourself to keep that energy going. So that kind of brings us into those toxic relationships. And Mm. one of the most
1: powerful self-love practices you can actually do is by letting go of relinquishing those
0: toxic relationships. And it's a lot easier said than done. Oh, (laughs) I don't have an answer for you there. Because often toxic relationships are ones you don't feel you should remove. Because they might be really close to you. They could be a partner. They could be a parent. There is no simplicity in cutting ties with someone who's had history with you. Mm. Um, There is just no simplicity in that. So we're not even going to school you or coach you in how to do that because that really is so personal because um, it often takes a lot of courage to step through the threshold and say, no, enough's enough. I will not allow you to speak to me this way. No, enough's enough. You do not have the position to say this about me or my family. Or no, you don't have judgment on me as a mother because you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> you know, I, I am me and I'm doing everything as well as I can and I'm worthy of praise. You know, it's it's really tricky, that one. So I think probably the first steps there would be letting yourself the freedom to say no yes okay that's probably where I'd say how do you start to remove toxic relationships well chances are they're probably in your life because you've been saying yes to a lot of things you've been allowing them to stay in your life through the things you've said and done so it may just mean starting to distance slightly unfortunately I'm not available that day doesn't work for me not this week. Um, being able to say no unapologetically is such mm-hmm. an incredibly powerful act of self-love. But not just for you know toxic relationships. No, yeah. this is for mm-hmm.
1: everything. And getting good at saying no unapologetically um, and just saying, that doesn't work for me, I can't do that, I'm sorry. Or not even apologizing, I just did that right you there just
0: because it. it's so incredible. <laughs> but yeah, saying absolutely. no
1: and not doing anything out of obligation is so powerful and I want to encourage you to start practicing it today. To really look at your calendar and go, okay, what is it that I can ditch from here to give myself more time? And there's absolutely gonna be things that you can start to cull.
0: I, I actually learned a really good lesson about this from children I used to babysit. And you have to be really careful about some of the ways you've framed questions, because kids can be so direct and blunt. And they don't fall into this, you know, adult world of, oh, I should do this. So I'll say, yes, oh, I should do. Oh, okay. All right, then. No, it was like, okay, guys, um, we go to bed now? And I'd have this quick little, you know, three-year-old that goes, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm just like oh that's gold because i mean what can i say for that he, i asked him a question and he just very unapologetically said no thanks <laughs> and it was just i mean darling manners i'm like well hang on i really should do a few more of those when people say oh you know xyz oh no, no thanks and they'll just stop and go oh really oh and then you sort of have that moment where you're like oh okay then like all right and there's no judgment surprisingly you, yeah. you lose judgment when you realize someone's very politely declined you like oh, oh okay then same for de- declines you received and this is another one too this is the rejection component because guess what just as we're schooling you to say no thanks someone else is listening and has also learnt this stuff too you might have asked them to come to something or you've offered an invitation to something and they've turned around and politely said no thanks and you had to hit hopes pinned on that or you had expectations or you had um you know a desire that someone should join this experience with you and they've declined and now you feel rejected and they feel sad and they feel down and now your little brain starts to say oh they don't like me oh they're not making time for me well hang on just slow down just remember that they're keeping their power as well they're owning their space and doing what they need at that point in time and who knows offer the invitation for two weeks time and they might just say yes please so do you see how it's you know, always yeah. about understanding that each person is doing the very best they can for themselves. Um, and hopefully it's, you know, without selfishness, but also honoring their needs. So, yeah, just remember rejection as well falls into this. Don't allow rejection to strip you of your sense of self-worth. Um, and that toxic relationship can actually be with
1: yourself. Oh, and it can be absolutely. that little voice inside your head that, and you know, women have those 30,000 negative thoughts a day, that's constantly drowning out any semblance of positivity or that sense that you are enough. So acknowledging that, but at the same time saying, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not giving you any power and start to drown that out and uh, you know, overpower that with all of these other things. And if you actually have to overcompensate for that right now by every negative thought, having an equally or more powerful thought about yourself, go ahead and do it because we've got to stop being so damn self-deprecating because it's obnoxious.
0: Well, and you've probably heard it. If you spoke to your best friend the way you speak to yourself, would you like yourself very much? Mm, how powerful is that when you start to realize that the conversation we have speaking to ourselves in a manner we'd never ever dare speak to our friends with why do we do that to ourselves so stop speaking to yourself the way you would never speak to someone else why should you be the recipient of all that negativity and that harshness and that unkindness because you are worth more than that so start speaking to yourself kindly that's another great trick and i think gonna leave you on this one let's just Go back to that initial saying. The woman who does not require validation from anyone is the most feared individual on the planet. Give up the need for approval from others. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a bit cheeky. This, you know, I don't recommend... If you don't like expletives or harshness or crassness, it's pretty, pretty crass. But there's something, something called Gary the Goat, and it's very Australian. This <laughs> guy's quite well-known in the YouTube space because he's just prolific in these out, absurd, outrageous you know YouTubes. But it, what it all comes down to is you know the goat can do all of these things. Why? Because Gary doesn't give an F. Right. And it was just like I, was, I always smile at I think imagine if you could just carry on you know what I don't give two hoots what you think um, with respect, but hey, you know, why should I let you overpower my belief in myself? Um, I love painting and you've just said oh that's all right or uh, you know not giving much nice feedback well why should that stop you from painting if that makes you feel joyful if that makes you happy if that allows you to express yourself don't stop just stop giving uh, to who it's about what other people think about you and then just really start to own your space and that question of when will you be
1: enough is so powerful it's not when you have that that car or that handbag or that house or that that husband when will you be enough you know you are not a product of your thighs or your handbags or you know you are not defined by how you know smooth your skin is or what your hair looks like or how big your breasts are and damn it i will not let anyone ever define me like that so you are enough you are worthy and start to own it.
0: Yeah, so look, this is a bit of a you go girl episode because it should be. I mean, if we can't be cheerleaders for you and you can't be a cheerleader for yourself, then who's going to be? So don't let other people define your power. Take your ownership over your life. Fill your headspace with all the right things. Listen to more episodes and get yourself up to date with some information and knowledge that's going to help you expand your life. Grow your sense of self-worth and self-love. Um, work hard on it. You know, just spend... Every day with at least a couple of things back into the day that determine the quality of your day because you thought positively. And we would love to hear what your self-love rituals are or what you're going to try and incorporate
1: into your life. Let us know what your commitments to yourself are. Uh, we're going to set you a challenge every day now for the next 30 days to have at least two self-love rituals in your day. Uh, so let us know what those are. Uh, you can communicate with us on Facebook, or forward slash, uh, Facebook.com forward slash uh the wellness women or on our uh, website thewellnesswomen.com.au uh, subscribe to us on itunes give us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it uh, but until next week ladies um you know get down to knowing that you are enough and that you are worthy and until then be well